Hello humans, welcome to the M-Word, the Manx Sports Podcast, brought to you by Martin, that's me, and Matt, that's him. Hello Matthew, Hi, I have a question for you, but I'm going to come on to it in a moment. First of all, I just want to thank our sponsor, billboards.im, digital advertisers, you've seen their boards in town, uh, on the C-Terminal, I go on about it each week, so apologies, but go and visit the guys, get your brand out there, they're really good for supporting the pod, and we appreciate the all the help they get. So that's billboards.im, the future of advertising. Thanks, guys. So Matt, a question. Mm-hmm. And Claire's with us today. I'll formally introduce you in a moment, Claire. But <laughs> it's just a general question about pigeons. Right. So so generally considered vermin, would you agree? Yes. Claire, would you agree? Feel free to well, say no. Generally considered, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel pigeons get a hard time. So you think back to the in the wars when they were used as carrier pigeons mm-hmm. and potentially, you know, sent messages to the front line and arguably perhaps we could be speaking German now if they weren't around and now here we are this you know in the modern times sort of calling them scum of the earth basically I just feel like I feel like a hard time in general pigeons that was just a general yeah interesting thing to start with yeah but but then I compare that to (laughs) and I was thinking about things like pandas who do nothing basically eat all day and they're on their kind of we treat them like royalty don't we we bring them partners to procreate with etc and yet they bring us they don't take messages to the front line in wars do they I don't think we treat them being the best mode of transport a a panda (laughs) carrier it would have been I think would it panda carrier pigeon carrier yeah yeah so yeah just just how we live nowadays are just I was just thinking about pigeons earlier that was all yeah yeah interesting (laughs) (laughs) different anyway sorry I I guess slightly slightly sidetracked so Claire Claire Batty hello yeah hello welcome to the pod hello so Claire uh, well, actually, the introduction music, or well, introduction audio, I'm sure uh, Claire will recognise it. I don't know whether Matt will, but it's audio from the netball final of England against Australia Commonwealth Games, Gold Coast 2018, and they won on the gold medal and they won in the last few moments. Does that bring tingles to your neck when you listen to that, Claire? Absolutely. It was an amazing achievement for England netball. And, yeah, getting up at three o'clock in the morning, it was well worth it. So, yeah. I think when you when you come on to the Isle of Man side of the netball, but you can see the profile of the sport in general, can't you? You, know, it's on, you see a lot more of it on Sky or on TV now as well, and that, that profile side of it. And I guess professionalism of that support, that sport is getting so, so, which is one of the reasons we wanted to bring it on today, but it's getting so high profile now. It is, it really is. I mean, the... Netball Nations was on at the weekend and it was televised, you know, 10 years ago we'd never have been able to have watched, you know, it live and on on the telly we probably even wouldn't get access to some of those games and now they play it all over so we can see it and we get to watch it on the telly and it's on, you know, everybody's got a link to a YouTube channel or somewhere Mm. where you can watch all netball going on, you know, all over the world and not just... What, what is happening mainstream as well. You can watch it everywhere. It's an amazing transformation, really, I think, in the, in the small number of years. But I can't really think of another sport that was, let's say, so much in the shadows and now is in such a short space of time, is in so many eyelines. It's just... No, absolutely. I think that after they won the gold medal, yeah, yeah. It was, there was an increase in something like 11,000 people playing right. just in one, one area. I'm not sure of the entire... You know the whole of England or wherever else found out about it, but the increase of people playing 
throughout the UK was massive. It's amazing that impact as well, both Matt and I being cyclists, when you look at how that sport exploded 10 years ago. And again, it was Olympics, you know, or big sporting event, wasn't it? 2012, mm-hmm. and probably the Olympics in Be- Beijing, was it before that? Uh, that that impact of just something on a national level, then how it feeds back into grassroots sport and the impact there. It's amazing, really, and shows how important the big events like that, where sometimes people look at those events and just think it's a money pit, but how it, how ultimately it, it provides a, an impact legacy. I mean, they talked about, I think one of the things from the Olympics of 2012 was they wanted to leave a legacy, didn't they, to sport in general. And you can see that impact, I think even certainly locally now, from just talking about netball, let alone any other sport. I think one of the best achievements for England netball is the girls and them being role models for younger girls. Because mm. um, we, as, as girls, we're used to opening magazines and seeing perfect women that have been all dressed up. and thing. But my idea of perfect is those athletes, those England netball athletes who did that amazing thing in, in the Gold Coast. And they, I think they were advertising for oasis and stuff like that oh, don't right, know whether okay. i'm allowed to say those names yeah. um, there are other brands <laughs> there are other brands um and they used the girls for their their like yeah. posters and things like that and that for me was a massive achievement through sport that yeah. they were showing the role models the people i call role models yeah, yeah. in the same light as they would in those girls opening magazines yeah, yeah. so eat healthily play sport you know, do all these really good things, and you can you can achieve what these girls have achieved. Yeah, yeah. So that you know that was another side to them winning the gold medal. Yeah. And in the sport of netball, is that with the role models? Have, is that um, it becoming more popular in England, or is it that other countries around the world netball is big, but it, England, should we say, has took a little longer to catch up to to it. The, increase in participation or is it you know still lower you know as in throughout the world sort of thing i think it's become massive in england um but in new zealand and australia it's actually part of their curriculum from the age of five i think Mm. so they grow up and learning it straight from from babies really um and there's a lot of people that will play it so they'll, they'll get a lot more exposure to netball itself um, England is great. We have it in the curriculum, but not till sort of high school. And they do play some tournaments in primary school, but not really till the last year is. Um, and yeah, it's there's a lot of countries that play it, and there are a lot of new countries that are beginning to play it. You can see that there are added countries, um, probably every maybe three or four every year to INF, which is the Netball Federation. Um, and so you can see the different countries coming through yeah. and it's it sort of growing around the world. I'm hoping that if you started colouring in all of the ones that play it, then the world will start yeah. being very colourful. And it pushes <laughs> everyone on ultimately, doesn't it? Because competition gets bigger yeah. and greater. Yeah, definitely. So, so outside of then, well, outside of talking about pigeons and <laughs> uh, sort of netballs you see today, let's let's go back to early days. So the, the question we tend to fire off with first is, are you Manx Manx? Uh, come over, sorry, come over Manx, 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 or Manx is the hills. So um, I'll, I'll class myself as Manx, Manx. Okay, so, so parents born here. My parents weren't born oh, here, right. um, but I am. Okay. And I'm very proud to be Manx, so 
yeah. Where were you brought up on the island? Um, in Onken. So my mum and dad have lived there the entire time I grew up. So I've only been there and moved with my husband. So I'm now in Baldrine. So. Mm-hmm. I should high five. I'm an Onken boy myself. Oh, I'll be yeah. I'm a little bit older than uh, <laughs> than yourself. But yeah, nothing nothing wrong with a good beer. Uh, Onken rules. <laughs> uh, Ashley Hill then, or Onken School? Onken School. Oh, boo, forget it. Move on. <laughs> forget it, forget it. So sport at school, was that part of your life at, at, at school, through your school years? Absolutely. Yeah, my dad's really sporty, and he's um, he's actually playing table tennis tonight. So, and he's uh, 77 now, but still wow. going. Um, he's loved sport. He has always been really supportive. I've always had um, the opportunity to do whatever I want and the backing of my mum and dad. Um, never been pushy parents. They've always just been people that just drove me there, picked me up, um, let me do whatever I wanted, I suppose, supported me. But they, they did um, teach me that if I took something up and I committed to it, then I would go. Okay. And I think that's, you know, that's still who I am today. So I thank my parents for, for, that. for that. What kind of sports were they you were doing at school? So I did um, badminton was my main sport growing up, but I've always loved netball. I've done hockey. I've done basketball. I've played netball, obviously. Um, I did a lot of... I dabbled with a bit of uh, athletics when I was younger. Um, Lots of clubs that we've done, but my mum did stop me at majorettes. I wasn't allowed to take part in that. (laughs) The baton throwing, is that yeah. majorette? Right, yeah. Okay. yeah. She didn't yeah. like the fact that you slapped your legs and then All right, that okay. was it. So. <laughs> All right. is no it... offence to anybody who does it. No. Then. no. <laughs> is it classed as a sport? I don't know where the majorettes would be. I'm not sure. I never went to the club. All oh, right. <laughs> Thank, yeah, thanks, Mum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you, so then through your teen years, you do doing club as well as school sport. It's it's club sport as well. And no, no particular... Was there always a particular passion towards netball or... Or was it at that stage still badminton? Um, at that age, it was still badminton. I was into horses, so I had horses, um, and also helped look after some other people's horses. And at that age, you sort of help at the stables and do what you can. And so, yeah, that. But badminton was my main sport that I was actually good at horse riding. I enjoyed it, so I did it for the enjoyment as opposed to wanting to do it at any level. Um. Yeah, I loved netball. It was really good at school and then I kind of dropped out of it because it it wasn't as accessible or advertised. You know when you leave school and yeah. kind of you think that's it and you don't you're not really aware of clubs and stuff like yeah. that. So it was a couple of years before I got back into netball. And bad, badminton on Isle of Man, that's I presume there's clubs on the Isle of Man, is there, etc. Yeah, so I went to Saint Ninian's Badminton Club. Um <laughs> who was there. It was run by Sylvie Harrison, um, really, really lovely lady. And yeah, I think um, I just wanted to go. I got into it because my sister was playing somewhere in the church hall. Mm. And um, there is a lady who still is involved with badminton called Roberta. And she said, oh, you need to go to club. So I started going to a club with my friend and then I start, I was asked to go to Ireland squad trained mm. there did a lot with them them even trained on a friday night and when you know you're at school and it's friday and everyone yeah. else is out it was hard going yeah. um did we ended up getting really quite good and then i think the the pressure of it and having a boyfriend and things i kind of 
ended up dropping out. Um, but maybe that was the right thing for me because I can refer to some, well, there was a particular coach that I had then that I probably never appreciated fully until now. Right. And when I go on courses and people say, right, think of that one coach that has, you know, has had a big impact on your life. And it, I always, it always goes back to the same guy right. who gave up so much for for me, you know, like who I probably didn't give that much back. And I was a teenager and I was yeah. going, oh, do we have to do Whatever. this and do that? Yeah. And I'd like to think I was quite hardworking and that's why I got, you know, to where I did. But I feel like not carrying on, I've really let this person down. Right, okay. Do you want to name him or not name him? Well, I can name him. It was yeah. Peter Short. Right. Um, really, really good guy. And I think I'm sorry that I didn't appreciate him as much <laughs> then, but I do now. And he's he's really taken sort of what I do now in coaching. And um, I did send him a Facebook message saying it not long ago that like, thanks very much for being who you are and putting yeah, so much nice. into it. But he's not read it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if Blocked he'll ever get my message. Yeah, he's watch it. He's watch it. You've well, just, just... We're not friends, um, but um, <laughs> on the Facebook, but I just sent the message anyway. So, when you look back, was that was that the way you coach or the time you put in or a bit of everything? A bit of everything. Um, and when you are 16, I don't think you fully appreciate the amount of time people give up to help you. You know, it's not, he's not doing himself any favours yeah. by being there on a Friday night and a Wednesday night and doing all these things. And, like, I just really appreciate him now. And yeah. I think that's, yeah. Do you, do you think that's kind of shaped and gave you an idea of what you would see yourself wanting to be when you get into the coaching side or the managerial side of people you potentially think back to, your experiences and what he did for you what you would then want to pass on uh, well yeah well it's quite different because badminton even though you do play doubles you you train very on your own and the sport that i'm in now is really team oriented there's so much you can do like with fitness and things like that but to really actually perform on the court you have to put effort into the rest of the squad whereas badminton if I was playing singles, it was all on, on me to do well. And with doubles, it's just another person. And you kind of get to know that person. You understand where they're going to be on the court. Um, and that's that's really good. But you've got to worry about six other people on a court in netball. Um, plus the people that might come on off the bench. Plus the people that you normally train with. Plus, you know, you've just got to have that knowledge of what everyone is capable of. Mm. Um, and which I think in more sports where you're... You're, you've only got yourself to think about. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the same aspects yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah. So, so after you dump, dump Mr. Shaw, I go back into, I suppose, back to netball. Yeah. And playing at club level, representing the island, is that something that you started to do then? Um, I guess, so and you, what, what would this be, maybe 20s type of time? Well, when I first started playing netball, there was a netball squad and um, netball training and I don't I didn't really see the the opportunities within it um I did go and do some training and and then but I never I wasn't really at that level at that time when I was playing when you say opportunities do you mean by that well I'm not really sure to play or opportunities to coach or opportunities. Um, opportunities well any of them I suppose right. when you get into a sport 
at first if you're not in the in the main bit and the, and Facebook wasn't available at that time and all this social media where you actually communicate with everybody about what's happening mm. um, I, I wasn't aware that yeah. you know A maybe there was island training A, B that you could go on coach C that you can go and umpire you just kind of expect you know it just all happens and where does it happen I, I wasn't sure you weren't quite in or use the word click but you weren't just in the yeah. yeah, possibly, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know, maybe I wasn't, and I don't know how I got there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're asking me to remember, and I really <laughs> don't know. Um, but I suppose I must have volunteered for something and ended up. Yeah, and you start making friends in the, in the sport, and then yeah, then you start, I suppose, getting the information. I don't mean clicking in a, in a negative way of people not wanting you in that environment, but unless they know you're interested. Yeah. No, of course, yeah. How would they know, and vice versa? Yeah, no, so, definitely, yeah. 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 Okay. So that then when you, you get into sport, it, was it then for you about just playing the sport? At the time, it was about just playing, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you know Marie Skillicorn. Um, no. She was the very first um, netball development officer, but prior okay. to actually becoming netball development officer, she had a vision for juniors. Okay. So she was asking people in regular just teams, because it was just made out of teams, really, at that time, um, did you want to take on a junior side? And at the time, we had a teacher who worked at QE2, and she asked, did we want to take it on in um, the West? And I had a chat with the teammates, and I said, I will do the coaching. I will carry on with that. Can we make a club? What age were you at this stage? Oh, gosh. Well, like 15 years ago. Okay. So I was like 12. No. <laughs> <laughs> 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But, um, yeah, probably around 20, 21, yeah. something like that. Maybe we discussed it, and then it started happening quite a young age to kind of offer to do that don't you think um in a good way you know 21 year olds tend to yeah maybe i just i might have been a bit older but even, <laughs> then, but, but yeah. even then mid-20s yeah. it's still fairly to go well let, let's you know drive set up set up a club let's do i'll, yeah. I'll train you it's quite a you know it's, it's you know very Marie good you can be fairly persuasive right <laughs> <laughs> but no it was something that i really wanted to do actually and i i really enjoyed it i met a whole bunch of children and um a lot of them still play now which is great you know i'm really proud of that fact and some mm. of them are actually my really good friends which is when i look back and i always think Gosh, you were an annoying child, but I love you now. Yeah, what, no. what saying about you now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, he's they're they're all brilliant, and it's just a, a really good yeah. thing. And so we kind of built up all the clubs, and we we have yeah, we've got. What was the name of the club that back then that you worked with there? Out. I think we've been um, Route One for quite a long time right. now, and um, it's. Is that connected to the old... Oh, no, that was Route 66 or something. <laughs> that was maybe your sponsor, and that's well, where the name came from. It's it's my husband's company. Right. Um, and he kind of sponsored us the first year. And then I kept it because, unbeknown to him, we'd pick up the shortfall of anything at the end of the season. Right. So for if there was um, you know some court costs outstanding or something, kind of just... Pay it. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not that clever with the money, so he doesn't know where it's gone to. Um, but yeah, just kind of to support the club a little bit. Um, so I kept the name on, and most of the girls pay all you know their own subs, and we're okay now because 
everyone pays a certain amount and it just ticks over. I mean, there's no profit to be made, but we just, it's just paid. And then we tend, if there is any money, to give the opportunity for entering tournaments for each of the age groups and we use that. Um, so we have um, loads of kids now and uh, I was checking today that we've got something like 200 under 11s. Wow. And um, not just in my club, but through, through the island, island, 200 under 11s and like 300 under 14s. And then there's under 17s, 18s and seniors. So it just it just blossomed from there. And we didn't have juniors before that mm. time. And is everything there just aimed at local participation or is it what the funds looking at going across or is it, well, is it? So... Most of the clubs just compete locally. Um, there's a couple of clubs that do manage to get off the island each year to give their girls the experience. Um, in the past, we've been to Paris and we've played in France and the girls get to go to Disney afterwards. And it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, we've been to um, some of the tournaments done by um, Pontins and um, there's another one at Condover. So they tend to give you some netball and then some team building stuff. And it, it is worth every penny that you spend and um, because the girls feel you know they get that little bit of independence and the fun and then the team building you know you can't be you know getting yourself together in a group yeah, absolutely. and um yeah it's really good so we i think we tried to get off the island as much as possible but the aim for isle of man really is to entice people to come here mm. We've got a beautiful island and, yeah. you know, everyone should come and see the inside of the NSC, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they should come and see, you know, our island and see what we've got to offer and then it gives all of our clubs more, you know, to yeah, do. Yeah. And everybody can play them rather than... And do you get many that come across? Um, we definitely get more teams now, um, now that we've got a little bit more um, out there. Um, so we've got some... I don't know whether you saw the Open Challenge last year... It saw us hosting a European international, which we did actually win. So we we were able to hold that here, and that has to have certain specific things like runoffs and posts and things. So netball had to work with the NSC to get the NSC up to standard. It was um, for netball, and we had a big rollout mat. Um, so we we had to actually buy the mat to roll out the court. Um, and then it's all televised, so through YouTube and stuff. Mm. It's it's such a massive event, um, which is going to happen again for the under seventeens at the end of February. Okay. Um. So they've only got uh, there's only four teams in that category. So there's going to be some under twenty ones and some open um senior games as well during that weekend of teams that are coming right. from across. So that European Open event last year was senior senior event. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's called the Open, so the um, it's like an open age category. Okay. So people, I think, above 14, they don't quote me on this, but can play as long as they, like, are substantial enough, mentally ready to play, yeah, okay. you know, all the yeah, yeah. boxes ticked and stuff, but that's that's the manager's job, at, <laughs> to at, know those details, and at, I don't know them. At, at kids' <laughs> level, and them introducing to the sport, do they, do they play in age categories, or is it... 
So yeah, we have an under 11s, okay. which is basically go out, have fun, enjoy the game that we all love. And is that mixed or? Uh, they can be mixed up to the age of 11. We don't yeah. see that many boys right. um, just because there's so many opportunities through other sports mm. and they all seem to do what their friends want to do. We do see some boys come through netball through the Manx Youth Games okay. and we do see a lot of them being played in at the school festivals, um, but they can only play two boys at a time. And um, we are going to hope, well, I'm hoping eventually it's going to be a sport for all. And we're just starting that process now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get that. But then we have the under 14s, right. which is a run. It's a league. So there's lots of teams in that one as well. And then we've got the under 17s, which were, um, we did have a league. And we're a little bit of a loose end with it because you can actually play in the senior league when you're 14. And so we have a lot, like we, I think we spoke before about a lot of girls joining to play netball. And then there's a lot of girls that have already played it consistently. So some of the under 17s that we had who were brand new were playing some of the under 17s mm. who had played for years. And it wasn't ideal yeah. because one was not skill really levels getting much out of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 skill levels were totally different mm. and it wasn't working out the way we planned. So. Um, we have a junior committee who have got pen to paper and they've got a plan now. So it's quite exciting yeah. for us. Okay, to get, so kind of digging in now, kind of go back to 25, 26, when you're getting involved in that coaching side of things. Yeah. But since we're getting into netball now, uh, maybe I'll speak just for myself, but we can do a quick one-on-one course on netball and some rules <laughs> and how it works. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pretend I know a lot here that you can learn off you that I learned off YouTube. But seven in a team on a court at any one time. Yes. Subs any time is that during a game? Uh, no. So you can't. See, just I don't sub. know a lot. Thanks. <laughs> well, you see, it's a technical rule. Yeah. Um, you can't just sub on and off at any time, but you can have somebody say that they're injured, and then it can make you can make a swap within thirty seconds. Right. But if they say they're injured, they have to leave. So the rule is used a little bent a little bit. So yeah. is this people rolling on the floor? So <laughs> you know when you need thinking about the football. Can they come back on. on the floor? Um, they can come swap back off, on. and then suddenly they're magically better once they've sat on the bench for another the magic sponge. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. Um, so you, you can only to... swap through injury, substitute through injury. Um, no, you can substitute at any of the court, like any of the court, like quarter or half time. Okay. Um, you can make any changes. And, um, oh, Claire, you've ruined my second stat, oh, which is it's sorry. four quarters. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 15 minutes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but they sometimes you can see there might be somebody stood on the side with a bib and then three minutes later that person does suddenly have an injury and they do a swap. Mm. Um, it could be that that person, they knew that that person had an injury beforehand and that there's been a knock and they're waiting for the right time yeah, so you yeah. can't judge that it is something that doing tactically um, but it does happen does the clock <laughs> sorry does the clock stop at any stage during those say 50 minute quarter yeah so um, in the Isle of Man in our league we play 12 minute quarters okay oh. um, <laughs> only because we only have the slots for an hour okay yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it allows us to have the breaks that we need and the crossovers between games and we don't stop the clock so it's 12 minutes and if you have any things like that it's but in um, a full international game they'll stop time for balls that have gone a bit further that need to be retrieved right. they will also stop time for any injuries and things like that so so then a court the court split into three 
third. It is, yeah. I think it's a technical <laughs> term, if I know correctly. <laughs> the, of the seven, certain players have to stay in certain areas within those zones, can move perhaps within two of the three zones. Yeah. It's like goal attack, I think, is the one that everyone tends to remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that they have to stay in the third quarter, I guess you'd call it, the top end of the... That's goal third, shooter. Not third quarter, yeah. third third of the third. The goal shooter third. stays in the... Oh, the goal, goal shooters now, yeah. are they? Right, okay. <laughs> goal yeah. shooter goes in the third, um, which has their goal shooting circle. Yeah. So they're goal hangers, as they would say. They are goal hangers, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the goal attack can go into the centre third and that third in the shooting circle. Yeah, right. And then wing attack can go into both of those areas, but they can't enter the shooting circle because you can only go in there if you've got a G on your bib. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, right, okay, okay. <laughs> and and what the other bits I learned? Three-second rule? Yeah, that three rule. seconds, so that's you can only hold got. the ball for three seconds. You better be good at making decisions because <laughs> right, that's all okay. you've got, yeah. Right. And you obviously can't travel with the ball either like basketball. When you, obviously you look at netball and similarities in regard to basketball, kind of, it's got a net. Uh, but you can't travel with it. Obviously you can't bounce it. Yeah, you can't travel with it. There are people who make it look as though you're running with the ball because we can... I, I believe in basketball you can't lift your landing foot, but in netball you can lift your landing foot, but you can't re-ground it. Oh, okay. Okay, so you can, yeah, so you catch it, your landing foot plants, you can jump with it again and throw it, yeah, but at the yeah. moment that, that foot hits the floor again, it's, it's a foul, yes, yeah. and you hand the ball over yes. in that spot. Again, thinking of basketball, can, once you go with a certain third, go all the way back? Like a basketball, if you go over the half court. You oh yeah, back. no, you can oh, throw really? the, you can pass the ball wherever yeah, you like. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, in basketball, you can go, you can go over. Why one you'd one want to then go all the way back into <laughs> yeah. your own well, third? Well, I, I've got to say, I say that I'm sure there might be. If you're about uh, three goals up with about thirty seconds to go, time. you might just want to throw it about a bit. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, there's also then when you're in possession, the defending team can't be within three feet. Is that right? Or yes. is that just when you're shooting? Um, it's when you've got the ball, the person, your like your opponents can't yeah. be within. But if you haven't got the ball, they can be within three feet. Okay. It's just from the ball. But it's very much non-contact sport, isn't it? So there's, in respect, like, it should be. I think it's like semi-contact now. No. Um, it's certainly a lot feistier than it used to be. Um, I think I, I read some rules from what, long ago and it was like, lady must wear gloves so as not to dirty oh, right. her hands on the ball and if they're a little bit tired the the break must be longer and you can have the day off the next day if you're a little oh, bit tired right. from okay. the game you know so it's moved on a lot from yeah, them when yeah. we're playing two games in a day <laughs> there are no gloves and we don't get taxis yeah <laughs> but it's it's certainly moved on and possession you can have possession of the ball as long as you want there's no again you can give seconds yeah yeah the, no yeah, no Okay. And keep the ball for as long as you like. <laughs> so there's a small, a small one-on-one of netball. And just to go back to the point of gloves. So I looked up, suppose I looked up the, the joy of Wikipedia of where netball came from. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you ever look look that up, but I've got some notes in front of me. So it says the history of it is from basketball, which isn't unsurprising. <laughs> and uh, it was 1891. Uh, this basketball was modified f- for ladies to play it, and uh, in the states originally. And that's where it became pretty much as you described it, non-contact, very much more, let's call it ladylike. And uh, that's where the, the concept of netball originated. And it was early 20th century. They then created rules around that, I suppose, of, of pretty much what we see today. So that's yeah, it's a 120-year-old sport, which, again, I wouldn't have probably thought about. Not that I thought basketball was that old either. 
interesting to know what the balls were made of back then to mm. throw around pigskins or whatever they yeah sounds like it might have been flowers or something <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> but you never know yeah, flowers with gloves on <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna ask a random yeah, one as well about pigeons about... yeah i was just yeah, gonna no, say no, 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 <laughs> um so when we talk about rules and rules changes are there reviews of rules and things like that all the time because with different sports you can see that there's always evolution to the game and way it's changing so say has there been recent ones that you you know has happened in netball that yeah, there's there's rule changes every year generally, and um, they kind of adapt, you know, small minor changes in each year. So I think we have a rule change now, which came into play I think in January, but we won't change the league that we're in at the minute because it's already been half, and um, whereas the others are just going to start their leagues, so they introduced them in January, but we're in the middle of our season, and um, our competition in May, which we will go to in Gibraltar, will be the new rules. So when our season is finished and before we go to Gibraltar, we will have to do, yeah. Um, They're very minor though. So I think in in this case, the only rule that I've like really come across was that before if the ball um, hit your foot by accident, it was was just an accident and like play carried on. But now if it hits your foot, it's it's now the other team's ball. Again, don't quote me on that. That's just something that I've heard. I haven't actually got the rule book yet. We're waiting for those. Yeah, right. um, but once that, that does happen, I I'm, will learn the rules, basically, yeah, because yeah. as a coach, I need to know those rules, but I do some umpiring as well. So Okay, okay. So back to your coaching, involved with the team, mid-20s, you do more and more coaching, I guess. Does that That's at club level. Are you starting to get involved at Alaman? Uh, the the Alaman te- team? No, because we didn't have a squad okay. at that time. We had a little, um, like a group called Manx Aces, but they were all youngsters. So I think the vision was to hopefully take them forward as a unit. Um, but we also have, have the problem of people leaving to go to university. It drops our numbers and it makes it a little bit more, it's more difficult to continue with it. Um, so, yeah. There wasn't, it was kind of classed as disbanded, I suppose, okay. at the time. So it was all club club level stuff. Yeah, it was all club level stuff, apart from Aces, who went away and did a little bit of stuff. But like I say, they were younger and not in the senior age range. And we weren't getting the opportunities that maybe we should have. Right. So we mentioned before, before we came on air, we were chatting about, I became more aware of the change netball locally a couple of years ago and in, in in regard to, I suppose, Alaman sport in general, there was this kind of, from the outside, I understand there was like this vision and strategy put together over a number of years, which you can see flourishing now. So going back to those days and parties out, where did that start? Who started that? You're obviously party party to that drive forward. Where did that, where did that initiate yeah, from? So it was only about three years ago that Pip Cross came and said, you know, we can do this on our own. This is, I've been reading and this is the paperwork and we'd have to apply here and this is what we could do and uh, like Pip is amazing and she she'll continue to be amazing for netball she's just fabulous and um, and she brought it to the committee and at the time I was on the committee as the officiating secretary because it's just that, like the overall netball association is it when you talk yeah, about the yeah yeah so it's the yeah. league really that that you know they look after it mm. and then all the other aspects of netball um sort of stemmed from there at the time. I was much more into my umpiring. I enjoyed coaching, but 
in the where the island was. I didn't see it going much further for for what we we were doing, and it would just be at club level. And umpiring, I thought that there would be a better pathway for me to follow, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then you have to do coaching for that. It's a coaching kind of umpiring badges or whatever. No, there is umpiring be. badges and coaching and right. um, qualifications. They are just separate. Mm. So somebody might One not know anything yeah, about yeah. coaching and be an amazing umpire and then vice versa mm. uh, it does help you know if you have both you, there's an understanding on both angles and so yeah i think i'd said the year before i'm going to set up the island squad and we got people together and we started playing for the year before we actually did decide to move from england netball yeah, so on that point there, you talked about doing it ourselves. So that was, yeah. in, the, the Isle of Man was a county as, as part of the UK Net, Netball Association. Yeah. We're just in a county, presumably fell into the northwest. Yeah, with England and, Netball. It yeah, was, yeah, and maybe a, just a, a, another county in a big in a big pool. Yeah, absolutely. So it was to go alone, create the, the and become a... Uh, an association within yourself within the Isle of Man yeah, become so, a national team yeah so we're our own governing body and yeah. we're a country in our own right according you know with netball we are the Isle of Man very proud to be the Isle of Man as yeah. well so so it's team, team Isle of Man and then is that that's within the association here so then you can within that federation you can create a national senior team a national junior team and etc yeah the, so they are in age categories so hmm. there's an open Squad. Back to what we were talking about before, yeah. 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 And then there is the under twenty ones and the seventy under seventeens and they all have um European competitions. Right. And then you can go and you know, we've been invited to attend different um tournaments around the world and we now have a world ranking. Right, okay. So we're we went into the world rankings at twenty one. So we are twenty one in the world, which right. we're very proud yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that was that's the big aim and now we're just chasing that. So when Pippa bought Pippa it was, bought Pip, that to yeah. Pip bought that to the table, I presume as a as an, a committee of people it was is a sort of long term plan for the sport and we think you know, we can stand on our own two feet and everyone was embracing within that. Um generally I think we had like one one sort of club that didn't want to do it at the time but I think that was just maybe not understanding the benefits yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. because they've fully embraced it since and it was just maybe just the Manx thing of being a little bit more Ma- cautious yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Manx, was, Manx, Manx. <laughs> was that I guess an, an easy decision or to say we're going to do our own thing Could, did you just both go to the uh, netball association in England and say by the way we're off we're, we're, yeah, we're off ski bye so or I believe did you have to like jump through a few hoops or is it could you you know just to be able to like right we're gonna go off on our own thanks very much I think you know it took a lot of thought from us um I mean most people who put it to were like yes you know it's it's a no-brainer just let's go um but we have a few people who like to obviously sit back and analyze what, yeah, what we're course. doing which is which is great for the people like me who just like yeah let's go um you know they, they bring you back down and you know, you have to think about things, which is good. But we did come out with the fact that it would be so much better for us. Um, it we then I think had to actually apply to become a member, mm. 
Um, they could have said no, but they said this yes. This is like the World Federation, if that's the right Yeah, the International, international yeah, yeah. Federation, Netball Europe. So they, I believe they said yes, and then we informed England Netball that we wouldn't be affiliating back with oh. them. Um, and then that was it, right. all on our own. Mm. And yeah, we've done really well. And, you know, like I say, Pip has just driven this. And I think at the time of the change, Rachel Andrew was the development officer, and they put a lot of work into it, and it was really good. So... Or yeah, volunteer work. Are. Yeah, or, well, apart from uh, Rachel, but she was obviously in a paid role, but I think that she she will have done over and above yeah, what sure. she had to do to yeah, get us yeah. through that time, and I think, you know, it's great. So so before, when that transition happened, before that, you'd say, would the, would the statement be correct that there was no na- Alaman national team? And the kind of this transition to, to standing on on our own two feet, we then had the ability to, or we had a national team, and then it was, we've got we've got a ranking, and we need to start looking at how we obviously increase the grassroots, increase the profile, increase the participation, increase the skill level, and then compete at the next level, taking people away. Absolutely. So we had to, in order to get a world ranking, we had to play a number of games over a certain amount of time, and we'll have to keep that going to retain it and so we only got the world ranking in June just the um, 2019 so we had to play over the two tournaments to get the world ranking right and yeah it was an exciting day and your involvement through that sort of two three year cycle what were your roles within that so initially it was on the committee when the it was sent to us and we were asked to stay on the committee basically to try and push this through so that just so they weren't starting with a fresh committee and so that got done and then um i took on the role of coaching the squad and it's quite daunting and there were definitely better players on there than i was so having to then so it's a player coach then role yeah well i wasn't i decided not to play play and to just coach with the island squad so when you um, say better, do you mean what you think is better coaches, do you mean by that? No, not coaches. I better think better, well, there might be better coaches, but oh. they were better players. players. Right. And at the time, um, you know, I I hadn't coached any of those players mm-hmm. and some of them were really good and I thought, oh, they're not going to do what I'm asking them to right. do. And it was quite worrying. And, but when I got there and I started asking people to do things and they just did it and they put like their heart and soul into it, like I think that's where... I get my love for them from is that they totally accepted and trusted me. Yeah. So I have to give it back. I have to give that acceptance and trust back to yeah, all yeah. of those players. And yeah, I could cry at the thought of how I felt going into those things and yeah. then how comfortable they made me feel. Yeah, it yeah. was just really nice. And those people there, were, you, you've been playing with them presumably before you had the role of yeah. coach before. So there would have yeah. presumably been that trust. Yeah, you'd already have that with them, but it's that, like you said, the, the unknown of now you take on the role. Well, it's playing Does with that... them. Some of them I was playing against. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, okay. So, you know, but yeah, and a lot of them didn't know me for me, just me, the player. Yeah. And then some of them were actually my best friends, and I was having to tell them what to do, and I was going to, like, even at the beginning of it, I had to come to, like, to like understand that they are my best friends but in this situation they are players yep. and I can't 
have any of that come into effect this is for the Isle of Man and I have to select the best players and the players that are going to go out and actually do the job that we're asking them to do and we have an amazing long squad but I have to gain trust with the players I'm expecting to go out onto that court and that's where we are so it's interesting so do you think you obviously sit there and, and say it's the players trusting you that, that inevitably is a two-way street because they need to believe in what you're saying and your skills in leading them. So, and we we were chatting briefly before we came on air again about just my, you know, first time we met, <laughs> me and my immediate sort of feeling from chatting to you was you've got leadership skills, clearly leadership skills because you're doing that now. Do you, Where do you think they come from? Although you, maybe you th- don't think you have them, I don't know. <laughs> that's... Um. Because that's I also think... a fine balance. Is also one thing leading people is also then leading people who, like you say, there's other barriers, which is there might be your friends, it might be your family, but they, you, yeah. there's, a, there's a boundary that times isn't there because you're out having a drink, and then there's boundaries that are there when you're on a yeah. call saying, can you, or you're not picked, and you have to yeah. tell a friend you're not in the team. Absolutely. Um, I think that initially, I think I, d- I said to you before that I'm the fifth of five children and if you're gonna you do have to get a word in edgeways in that kind of family so you learn to be quite a strong person and um, but also my my family have always like given me the power to be who I want to be and who I am so there is a certain I suppose amount of confidence in myself and if I fully believe in something then I, I believe in it and I'll go with it and um, what was the proper question? <laughs> I suppose that leadership and where you feel oh. I came from. You see, I don't class Maybe myself as a leader. Yeah. <laughs> I class <laughs> I class myself as I just I just want to get to understand other people and guide them in the right way. Um, I'm I'm somebody who enables somebody else to be uh, as yeah. the best that they possibly can be. Yeah, that's called a leader. Class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think that if I'm a leader, then it just comes from from the belief. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if it's in myself, but yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. believe in. Is it something you work on? Not necessarily going. I need to work on my leadership. But do you, do you have you historically worked and on that self self awareness of yourself? And like you say, you've got probably different like any humans different characters in the team and you have to perhaps treat them slightly differently whether it's a kick yeah. up the ass whether it's a you know a pat on the shoulder or a bit of a bit of motivation different ways are they things you you've you're aware of and and consciously think about absolutely i have girls that just don't want to be spoken to before a game i have mm. girls that need to be told that they they can do it and they're really good i have girls that need to be reminded of a time where they were really good um i have people that just want to actually talk about nothing like yeah, yeah. just rubbish not netball at all yeah. girls that want to stick their earphones in and just listen to some music and all of that's fine yeah, you know it's yeah. just it's just fine i have to recognize and, and learn who's going to do what um our captain's really good at that as well yeah. so we all what a leader of, you mean <laughs> yeah yeah the leader yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and i have a really good assistant coach who was who's guided me um who's that rob mckay okay so he's guided me in a lot of ways and i think that he's really helped me develop um leadership qualities and <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah i just 
If I don't know or make an effort to get to know all the others, how am I supposed to expect them to perform in yeah. the ways that I want them to? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I've said to people before, when they've asked me about the squad, it's not about making the squad fit into a mould. It's about making the mould fit around the squad. Yeah, okay. So we take what the, the our players, their best things, and we put them into our game and use what we have yeah, as yeah. the best thing to to put put things together so we don't want to go out and go right do this and then them to be like well not comfortable and me to go but we're still doing it because that's what i want you know i need to go rounding the square holes type scenario yeah Yeah. why aren't you comfortable how can we make it better what Mm. what can you do and then they will go well actually i've chosen this this is the way i wanted to do it so i better do a really good job of it and it's about giving them a little bit of ownership on on how we play in our style so it, it's been good. It's been a good, good time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, again, it's interesting talking again. Dealing with ultimate grassroots sport, aren't we here? And the uh, the skills that are involved with it, and the the leadership skills again. I, I hope people listening to it uh, see you know see that and that how much effort and time goes in and heart and passion to to help that type of thing. It's really yeah, it's, yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> That's one of our things that we. We have our qualities of being a ram, as you must have heart. Right. So care for one another, care for the game, care for everybody who's interested in, in wanting to be the best they can be. So. And ram's the name of the national team, yes. is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, more recently, you've got involved or you've moved into the sports development officer role, is that right? Yes, yeah, so I'm a yeah, netball yeah, development yeah. officer, yeah. yeah. So you're taking that role from this year. Yes, so the 1st of January was my first. Uh, and what's involved in that, apart from a lot, I imagine. So you're not longer coach anymore? Yes, so I All am right. coach. Okay. I'm, I'm doing both of the roles. Okay. Yeah, um, so it's been really good for me. I did take a little bit of time on whether I should apply for the role as development officer because, you know, of, of already being so involved in the netball. And then I came to the conclusion that actually, yes, it would be amazing and I'd really love the job. Mm. So applied for it, got the job and it's been so exciting and I've actually loved every single minute of it. And it's not much different to what I did before at home when I just used to sit and think about everything netball. Um, So now I get to actually implement it and, you know, get to tell other people all my ideas. Um, Because when the kids went to school in September, I just had to ring everybody who would listen yeah, right, <laughs> about yeah. netball. Um, so, but in that time, I did manage to come up with a few initiatives and things that I want to implement into netball, which I'm looking forward to. And so, so, so is this on the development office side, looking at promoting it on all levels or more concentrating on grassroots, paying attention to the island and how you can get more recognition for them, tournaments, is or all of the above so all of the above would be the answer and um, it's a long job description yeah <laughs> is it? no so it's about increasing participation you know first of all we need to get everybody to love the sport as much as i do yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i really just want everybody to at least try it see see how how they go and things so i believe it's a sport for all so yeah. at the moment we're looking into some ways to get it in into disability netball. Um, I'm really interested in children with autism being able to play netball. 
um, along with lots of, you know, lots of or any opportunities to get anybody to play netball. Um, so I think the first thing that I'm launching is the men's squad. Okay, yeah. That's so been in the press recently. It has, yeah. So um, we've got some trials on the 16th of February. Um, the, the, the thoughts behind that is that we, we don't have as an, an association the capacity to start a men's league straight away, but the mixed league that runs through the summer has become really popular and some of the the fun tournaments that we put on the men come down and they're actually really really good so there is <laughs> of course yeah so there is um a team across called knights and they play all the super league teams they play countries for practice and stuff and of course people a lot of people won't agree but you know the men are fast they're strong they generally you know, can jump high and it, oh, there'd yeah. be a really good competition for girls. Um, and they've, they've done really well. And I thought to myself, well, why can't we have a men's team that compete against them and that can go to and play against some of the other men in, in the UK? Mm-hmm. And then there might be a bit of hype around it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of more people might want to play. And then that the men themselves might form a committee that yeah, yeah. will lie under the MNA. And then they would do um, run a league if there's yeah, that yeah, much yeah. interest and stuff. And I've had quite a few like queries over it um, for boys within the age bracket of sort of twelve to sixteen. And at the moment, this is just for over sixteens, based on the physicality of playing against a fully grown man. Um, so now I see that there's a little bit of scope for doing something with that age group as well. So one thing opens the door to another, yeah, to another. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm really, really excited by it. So I'm hoping that it's going to be a really busy day on the 16th of February. Yeah. Um, and then we have those squads, but there's no chance if you walk through those doors, I'm never letting you go. Uh-huh. And you'll play netball for life. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, there's going to be something for everyone. So it's not just going to be about the squad. It will be about offering um, opportunities to play um, in full male yeah. Yeah, capacity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and, and just and gonna, gonna, go on, go on, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll uh, put it in the footnotes and things like that. But how do they get involved on the 16th? Where is it? You know, yeah. how, how, Bear in how mind, this they... pod might be out after. <laughs> okay, so well, there'll be follow up stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think we might be. We might, I might edit that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. carry on. We'll, we'll pretend you're about to ask your questions. Yeah, I think we might be the week after. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. We can edit that. Sorry. I was just going to ask a question around, just to go back a little bit, schools at the moment. So I remember netball in schools. Is it played in schools locally now? So it is played in high schools, and the primary schools play it just before the netball festivals. Okay. Um, so that'll be in June, so they'll probably play it for about 10 or so weeks before that. Um, depending on the teachers, generally, is how much you play it and how, you know, what standard and stuff like that. But if you have ever seen a high school's netball final it has moved on so dramatically from the years it's mm. the the quality of netball on the Isle of Man is just superb and at that age in the schools they're really really good games as well and at that, that at schools is it is it just ladies women girls yes yeah, so all mixed is. up yeah, right, yeah okay. no I know no that, men really it's not I know that the yet. lads like yet. to dabble you know right. they they'll play um they'll come to some of the mixed games with some of the girls that are playing in the league and then they do, I believe that some of the teachers have had teacher v students games where the lads have got involved and things like that. 
Um, but that, I think that's as far as that they offer for at the moment. Yeah. But yeah. And, and <laughs> just to jump jump back to the subject we were talking about earlier, in 2008, Coach of the Year. 2018. 18, sorry. Yeah. Did I say eight? <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry. 2018. Coach, obviously no leadership skills, but you won Coach of the Year. Yeah. How was that? Is that voted by your peers? How does that work, first of all, I guess? So, so you get, somebody must nominate you. Okay. And then you get put down onto a short list. And then you go to the villa to the sports awards. Yeah. Then your name gets called out and then you float to the stage and you don't know how you got there. <laughs> and then... You're talking about you your experience. Quite, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't quite believe what's happened because you were going and it was... So there's no no <laughs> knowledge before, other than obviously being nominated or do they tell you before that winking a nudge or you're not allowed no, to say... No, oh gosh, no. Oh, okay. I went and I drove. If I'd have known that I had to go off the stage, I'd have, yeah, I'd have yeah. had a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I drove. I fully expected to just sit there and clap for somebody else if I'm going to be honest and I couldn't believe it and I kept saying to the guy I wasn't prepared for this because I really wasn't prepared for that I'd not even thought that it might be a chance so I would prepare something and oh yeah I just kept going I'm not I I wasn't prepared for this I wasn't prepared for this and then he went so you weren't prepared for this were you and I was like no I really wasn't yeah I just I, I didn't expect it I was the only female and amongst the the people that had been shortlisted and I just thought, oh, that's that's really nice. And I was really, really proud and honoured just to have got to that yeah, that, that stage. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, oh God, if I go back to that feeling, it's, I was like, just, yeah, just didn't expect it at all. And It's a nice honour, isn't it? It's an amazing honour. Yeah. and it's A lot of hard work and a lot of volunteer work and a lot of your own time. Yeah, but you know what? I do it because I love it. Yeah, yeah. And... And let me guess. Yeah. Let me guess. When you stood up on stage, you were like, "This isn't about me winning this. It's about the team around me that did it all." Is that pretty much how the speech went? You know I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> like, and I, you hadn't drunk. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't drunk, but I just remember. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about netball, really, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the it is down to the team. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the coach is only as good as the team. Yeah, yeah. And well, it's two way, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but imagine if if they hadn't have achieved. And I'd still put things in. They'd still be amazing players. Just, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But they, yeah, they're phenomenal. And they deserve everything. So the help around, obviously, over the last few years with this vision and and Isle of Man Sport, how how have Isle of Man Sport been in regard to that? that, You know, I know they offer grants, etc. How have you found them working with them? I so, mean, you, you, you're under that, but that development role, is that, is that within? It's in the sports development yeah, unit, yeah. 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 Um, the, one of the biggest things as a coach that I would recommend for any other coach to do is go to the Sport Aid Academy. Okay. So they offer you to sit in on all the, the sessions where um, Sport Aid, they sort of recognise athletes and they try and help them understand the the process of becoming a professional athlete and it's such a good like as a coach to go there it changed sort of my mindset a lot on how I would approach things and the welfare of the the players and yeah Paul Jones and Rich Searle like I will continue to work with them with the squads for forever if I can I would I would totally steal Paul from football and heartbeat. Um, and 
they they're just they're absolutely amazing and go there and the support that they give the the players and the athletes that they have there i just think to myself don't be that 16 year old claire who put all the the work into things and then wanted to go out on friday or wanted to you know do something else and i think they're they're young and i really hope that they appreciate what is being put into them yeah, yeah, at, yeah. The t- at the moment and the parents go as well and it's it's really good and informative and they learn lots of different things and nutrition and strength and power and how to cope with different things and we at Let Ball I mean I, I went there and I thought I thought it was great as a coach so I'd recommend anybody going there as a coach yeah. it, it will change and I, I think people sometimes get you know make the mistake of thinking there's nothing else to learn but you can learn something from everything yeah. and even you're you in your grave yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can learn something by doing the same thing over and over again like i have i think i i went to sport academy over two cycles and they they do do the same thing within each of the cycles because that's how they're, they're teaching them but they change them slightly no. so i'm learning something different because they're changing them but also it's like when you watch a film sometimes you don't notice something that you've watched even if you've watched it seven times and you mm-hmm. just learn something every time um so yeah if i'm actually helping facilitate at the events now to give something back to something that gave me so much and i would just um yeah, I totally recommend any coaches going, and then if you if you do have the time, I mean it's only once a month every you know on a Friday, and yeah. well worth going to. I, I mean we've had Rich on the podcast and chatted to Rich, and uh, we've had so much good feedback from, yeah. and and you know had people asking about how how this just started, even making them just think about things maybe they're not even sports related. Yeah. So it's funny how well not funny, but you go on the, those courses and talk about uh, how it perhaps moulds how you coach people etc but those skills if that's what you want to call them you I think you then just apply in life as well don't you so it's yeah even those athletes that are going through that and maybe learning learning aspects that are obviously sports specific or nutritional like that but just the principle a lot of the principle behind that is just can be used later in their life just whether it's just they don't make it as the athlete they're just you know like the rest of us punters on the street with normal jobs and can apply those some of those skills they learn. Absolutely, yeah. We had um, Rich come in just before the tournament we had here um, and we went into what what the girls were worried about and, of course, they were most worried about performing in front of a home crowd um, and what that could, could bring. And he said, right, well, why don't you list a everything or anything that can abs- you know, that can happen and then have a plan for it for when it comes and so every, all, I think all the girls you know made these plans had had something in their mind so if it went it you know went a bit awry then you knew how to deal with it and I totally did the same thing for what I would do from a coach's point of view until I saw my dad and then I realized I hadn't planned for seeing my dad and I wasn't <laughs> expecting him to be there and then I got emotional and I was like why didn't I write it down and <laughs> um, so yeah he, he he brings so much to it I guess it shows that that process in that example works because you've planned for X, Y, and Z to happen, and when <laughs> when F happened, yes, over yeah. here it was like I didn't expect it. You know, F maybe not the greatest <laughs> letter to use. When B happened over here, uh, it's so it shows those processes work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because you're never going to cover every situation. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but he he helped us plan for a lot, and um, we've put academy days into our own structure now. Okay. So with netball. 
once a month we're hoping that we will be able to offer academy days to all of our girls where we all come together into the one environment it just brings us all closer together the young ones can pick up on the culture that we've created with the older ones and then we have psychology session um, and then some fitness work and then yeah. some coaches and it means that the coaches can integrate and learn from each other as well um, and then it's hoping that we can give back to the rest of the Isle of Man sort of netball community by being able to offer club coaches to come in okay, and yeah. umpiring and things like that within that program yeah just just disseminating it down through isn't it yes it's amazing really because I, th- I think if you're not involved in sport you're probably not aware of how much work goes because i mean ultimately it's grassroots ultimately it's most of this is hobbies for yeah, people yeah. really because they, they go into the day-to-day you go but the amount of work and effort people put in around that uh, it's just some you know it's unbelievable and the value it adds as well yeah it's unbelievable. No, absolutely and like I, I think i mentioned to you before most of the women in the squad have children full-time jobs and then they're expected to look after their own fitness and stuff and they yeah they're just phenomenal i can't i can't like that they're, they're just heroes in my yeah. eyes like when they come and then they put themselves on the court and they apply themselves so well they're just they're amazing girls and you know they're mothers they're amazing mothers and the things that their bodies are doing and then they're recovering and then being able to put out the performance that they do like yeah. i take my hat off to them they're amazing and coaching wise for yourself you obviously got doing the sports sports aid sports learning things there yeah. outside of day-to-day stuff do you spend a lot of time educating yourself absolutely because i'll i'll be doing the girls an injustice if i didn't educate myself and continue to educate myself to bring more things to them um, I want the answer. If they ask me the question, I want the answer and I want to be able to help them in everything that I can do. Um, so there are loads of free courses on Open University. Um, certain, certainly things like developing coaches, so trying to give back to other coaches as well. Um, I think I've done something like 350 hours of um, CPD in the last 18 months wow. just to try to better myself. Um, I've also taken my level three, um, which I'm just in the process of um, the end of that, really. So you have to go away and do three three weekends away. Um, go to some of the masterclasses that are in the England netball. Um, go to as many things as I can over here that are on. Um, and Trevor at the coach's place, he he does put on some really good things. So they uh, especially he does them in september and i've been away the last two so i'm quite upset but <laughs> i'll have to make sure i make different plans in the future but it has been netball related so mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely and there's especially if you go on open university there's courses for absolutely everything and just i mean i've stopped like buying books now because i've got so many hours to get through on open university and just pick up my phone, read some while I'm waiting for the kids and then I put it down again. And like, especially the coaching development one, like I really loved it. It was uh, it was yeah. like a good book you couldn't put down in the end. And yeah, it was just, I'd, I'd highly recommend anybody going looking at the courses, especially yeah. when they're free. Right, yeah. You are a clear impression of that you love, what absolutely love what you do, which obviously ultimately helps just carry out your, like any job if you enjoy your job. It makes, one, it makes a job easier and, tends to be effect effect to people around you then because they can see that but i get you know from speaking to you it's like it's almost like a dream job oh that you're yeah doing. it is like i said to you earlier i think um like i didn't know who i was or what i wanted to do and i went through school and i just went and did 
jobs and then I always knew I wanted to be a mum. So I had my children and done all this. But How old are they now? Um, seven and five. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're still, they they will love netball too, <laughs> but they are boys. So I'm, I'm oh, prepping right. prepping the squad for them. Yeah, no. Time to chair and force <laughs> them to watch netball for hours. Yeah, they yeah. do love it. They they do like it as well. That and Harry Potter, right. they're my loves. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's... Well, yeah, you? just just loving the sport and that passion, <laughs> oh, yeah. and yeah, and that you found kind of your niche. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love the sport, but the people in the sport are just ace as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, they bring it, they bring it alive, and you know what we do is is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Assuming these pods come out in order of us recording, we were chatting to Guy on the last one, and he talks about camera in sport, that camaraderie. Oh that yeah, team aspect of it, and that's again, mm. I suppose, similar to what you're talking about there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd like to think that if you asked anybody about Alman Netball, they'd say just follow the music. So wherever we are, the music is on, yeah, and right. when the umpires come in to check the nails in the changing room, the girls are always having a good dance and a good laugh. And sorry, nails. Yeah, so we have to have our nails checked. So oh, you know they've okay. got to be short and smooth. You're oh, not really? allowed to wear long nails. I'm out then. I'm out. <laughs> there you go. We've got to have your hair tied back. No jewellery. Oh really? Yeah. No, it's quite strict about um, you know how you could hurt yeah, somebody scratch, else. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah right. Um. So yeah, they have to come in and they do certain nail checks. It's yeah. When we've um, now we're in international tournaments. When we go into the building that we're going to have um, the competition in, we get given a clock. And we run the, by that clock, no other clock. Um, so it will tell you at like 10.57 that you will have your nails checked. And if you, you need to be stood up in the changing rooms with your nails ready to be checked. Right, okay. um, at like 11.01, you must be caught side. At 11.03, you must be lined up outside. Thing. Mm-hmm. You go by that clock that you're given. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. And it's taught us a real professional element of netball and sport so discipline to a point yeah as well. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah if we're is, not there is there much uh yapping to to umpires and refs or is, oh, is gosh. that not tolerated None no of not that's tolerated. tolerated at all no um people the girls tend you know they can sometimes get um frustrated with themselves but we do a lot of work on how to manage that because it's a waste yeah, of energy yeah, yeah. Right. um waste of thought yeah. you know you've got decisions to make and actually they're split decisions most of the time so get whatever it is out of your head and crack on with the game and yeah. we work on ways to do that that's so that's again i suppose thinking about talking about the mind and going back to I suppose rich and those types of yeah absolutely. i mean that's dealing with that now and uh, it is ultimately national level it's it's a very professional i know you've said that but it's a very professional approach isn't it yeah no absolutely and that, it's another reason to rely on your teammates because most of the time it's something that they do will click you out of it yeah, right. a little look a little wink a little tap of the bomb you know right. get yourself back in the game can you get sent off in netball? You can. Okay. Yeah. And you just you're down to six players then. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you can get t- sent off for two minutes, and then okay. you can get sent off like a sin bin. Yeah. Right. Okay. Does that go like on? Yeah. Is that mostly dissent or something like that? Then, or is it? Um, it can be foul. Yeah, like re- it, repetitive things, mm. basically. So there's there's cautions and warnings, and then they start applying things like like that. Um, there's some things that come with automatic cautions and if you get another caution it's a warning and then once you're warned right. then the next time you warned you're, you'd, you'd be off um it doesn't happen very often that's good um mm. but i think it happened to us twice in our last competition that right. it happened to our opponents um 
so yeah, it was the first time I've witnessed it in real life. So was that straight off? Sorry, or um, no, the two minutes, and then do you know what? I can't fully remember, but I know that they they got sent off. I think that they played the remainder of the game with six players, and one of them was a keeper. So right. happy days. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so as we stand today, twenty twenty, you've obviously got you've got this role. Participation continues to be on the increase, you know, number level throughout the island across all age ranges. How many people are participating in this, roughly participating in the sport? I think that it's coming up to a thousand. Right. Um, I think we'd like to obviously increase that a lot. Yeah. Um, even with the 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 female side of things, um, there's there's a lot more netball to be had. Um, the problem I think is general facilities. So, after Easter facilities will be available because everybody will stop training indoors for things and um, the netball okay. kind of stops between then and September. So um, it's a winter sport? Uh, yeah, it's classed as a winter sport. We have a summer league but that will be outside and the mixed business league will be also outside uh, but the training time, it, you know, we do struggle for it so right now everybody's asking for back to netball because it's Christmas, they're looking for, after Christmas they're looking for new things to get into, things to take up, and we just can't get the facilities to right. put on the the courses that we like, want to. So you're to. looking at places that are indoor, you can put some, for the one about where posts up, whatever that yeah. was, the, what is they call posts? Yeah, they are called posts. Uh, yeah. Posts with yeah. nets, yeah. Um, yeah, so after Easter, we'll be looking at putting out some more social netball, the back, uh, back to netball, so that'll be a course on how to play netball, the rules, right. things like that. Okay. and getting back Learn into the rules it. here you yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> come, come to the podcast <laughs> um and and then you've also got the men's trials this year yes the men's which is again trials. that development side of it yeah and we have um got gibraltar that we'll be going to as well and we've been invited to singapore in september so so remind me that the the gibraltar is that that's a tournament uh, yeah so that's the european open challenge okay, so the one that was here yes and now we're back yeah. going to gibraltar yeah. right okay and what what's the hope and desire there in regard to competing and um, well, when obviously you ultimately you want to go and win the thing, I guess. But is that Ideally. is that a realistic <laughs> um, target? So we won it in two thousand and nineteen, um, and we would like to obviously retain the gold. Um, yeah, it, it's doable. It's harder knowing that you'll be in Gibraltar as opposed to at home because. Sometimes the crowd just mm. give you that extra little buzz, and yeah. um, plus you've got you don't have the travel time, yeah. um, which you know can affect athletes in different mm. ways. Um, it would be really good. I mean, we can definitely do it. We've got the scope, we've got the the toughness, we've got the team, the resilience. We can go, and then um, yeah, the idea is to retain the gold. But we're also fighting against um, our world rankings, so we really we I think the. There are a couple of teams that will be ranking games, but not in the European Cup. Um, so we're really excited to go on and take the challenge. Yeah. We're always always up for it, and we will be prepared. So. Yeah, yeah. And is is that funded? Is that part funded? People paying themselves, bit of everything. The girls generally self fund themselves, okay. um, but we we get some support from the M and A in sports. Um, Institute. Yeah, Institute, mm. like, yeah, Alfman Sport. Um, so, like, they'll pay for me to go and the members of staff that will yeah, go yeah. with the team. 
and then we do get to claim some of the funds back yeah, through yeah, Isle of Man Sport. Yeah, yeah. But we're always looking for for sponsors, but right. that's not my end, so I can't really chat about that. <laughs> no, but people are just getting contact with <laughs> yeah, the yeah, for absolutely, sure. yeah. You know, whether it's yourself and you can push them in the right direction. Yeah, no, of yeah. course, yeah. Anybody who wants to help contact Isle of Man Netball, then definitely, yeah. And the role you're in, you kind of do you see it. Is it a year to year role? And the ideas you think, you know, well, three or four years, I want to get to this stage, and then maybe hang around, or maybe not. Have you so got is an that idea? coaching? No, in your development role. Um, I would. I'm employed now, yeah. and for the foreseeable future, okay. I would like to think that I have been doing this with netball for a really long time, and I haven't lost any love, just gained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, if I can push it until, until I lose until my whenever. ideas, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd like to think that once I got to a point where I thought I couldn't give any more, yeah, yeah, then I would no. step yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just think I've got so much to give, uh, yeah. and this is just the start. So I'm really excited about yeah. taking the job on, and yeah, it's good. Great. Yeah. You got any more questions, Mike? No well, pigeons. For, no pigeons. No, no <laughs> pigeon questions. Thanks for coming in. Really yeah, interesting chat. Know a lot more about netball than I did a while <laughs> ago. I think again, I I think more and more Matt and I do these podcasts, and as we kind of come to the end of them, I kind of initially what am I absorbing information and what appreciation we're taking out of people well I, I look at someone who's volunteered for a lot of their life this isn't about blowing smoke up up your behind it's about just i think part of the podcast is that appreciation of people who put a lot of work in while appreciating a payroll now you put a lot of into the into the sport to move it on to one develop yourself or develop around you develop the team sport all those people that are in and around that team are learning from you and the, the time and effort you put in and hopefully i'm sure they do appreciate that as well yeah. i think part of this pod was to get outside of that audience that see you every week and maybe the bigger audience appreciate what people like yourself do and and force for sport and then there's all those things around it that do that Alaman sport and what they contribute yeah. to to sports in and around it uh, so yeah so thanks for your time and it was really interesting chat thank, thank you, you. Uh, see you yeah. both on the 16th <laughs> i've got no uh, acl <laughs> otherwise i'd be all over it oh. <laughs> So, Matty, do you want to just check us out? Yep, do the usual. So, um, as you've probably seen now, we are on a lot of different uh, media outlets, so I'm not going to list them all, but wherever you are listening from, please like, like, subscribe, share, and leave those five-star reviews pretty, please. Then uh, Facebook, the M Word Podcast, Twitter, Manx Sports Pod, and on Instagram, we are the M Word IOM. Great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks again for letting me, me Matt, Claire, the pigeons get into your ears. It's word out from Martin and word out from Matt. <laughs>